0: Brian Koberger got a lump of coal in his stocking by the judge hearing his case. The YouTuber that was giving advice on how to raise your kids. Things did not go Jonathan Major's way in court, and he's got some big consequences. It is a holiday party season. Let's not do this on the way home. And let me explain a statement against penal interest and how it applies to the Tupac homicide case. And then finally, our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Good day, everyone. My name is Scott Reich and this is Crime Talk. Thanks for watching. You know the drill if you haven't done so already. Uh, Subscribe if you haven't, like if you do, leave me a comment below and hit that little bell for notifications. And the reason why I keep saying that, ladies and gentlemen, is because a lot of people say I'm not getting notifications. So make sure you hit that little bell. And remember, if you miss us or maybe you're driving in the car, you wanna listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting apps, you can do that as well. Just simply type in Crime Talk with Scott. Reich. Okay, we are back from Las Vegas. It was a good trip. Like I told you, you need to go check out my friend Scott Richter's page, The Big Jackpot. He hit a big jackpot. Big. Big. All right? Like seven figures big. And guess what? He got it all. So you have to check out his video. I believe it's going to premiere on Sunday. So it's pretty exciting stuff. There's a story about that, but I'll tell you about it someday. Anyway let's go ahead and uh, get to the docket for December 19th of 2023. That's right. Brian Koberger got a big lump of coal in his stocking from the judge. So the judge overseeing the uh, capital murder trial for Brian Koberger has denied both of his lawyers' attempts to toss out the charges against him. Judge John C. Judge, yep, that's his name, said while some of the defense arguments were creative, well, They're not persuasive. And you know that's not a good sign when the judge refers to your motion practice as creative, okay? Now, sometimes you gotta get creative, but that's usually when you don't have a whole lot to work with. So anyway, Koberger's lawyers had argued that the prosecutors withheld evidence that might actually assist Brian Koberger in defending himself, and that that ultimately biased the grand jury. The parties had a closed hearing Uh, back in October to hear this uh, issue. The reason it had to be sealed, according to the judge, was because, well, grand jury proceedings are supposed to be sealed. Anyway, Judge Judge uh, ruled that the defense failed to successfully challenge the indictment on those grounds. Now, uh, Koberger obviously was indicted by the grand jury who had sufficient admissible evidence to find probable cause to believe that Mr. Koberger committed the crimes alleged by the state. The judge found in his order and stated so, and uh, he stated further, the state did not engage in prosecutorial misconduct in presenting their case to the grand jury. Um, with a lengthy discussion of previous cases, the defense claimed that the standard of beyond a reasonable doubt should have been used rather than the lower threshold of probable cause. Yeah, that's not the law. Anyway, at a public hearing on the issue in October, the judge had already signaled that he would be denying this particular request with a written opinion to follow. Well, that opinion has been released, and the judge said there is no dispute that the correct standard was used at the grand jury, and that is probable cause. The grand jury is not a trial. It's a function to screen whether there is sufficient evidence to proceed to a trial, the judge found, and the arguments from the defense for a beyond a reasonable doubt standard for the grand jury were historically interesting and creative. But those arguments do not overturn Idaho court's interpretation of the statute, case law, and criminal rule. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about this when the judge hinted towards this. I find attacking a grand jury proceedings, unless there's something's just glaring, you're just wasting your time. Now, if your goal as the defense attorney is to waste the prosecutor's time, I guess you can do this, but it also wastes the court's time. Historically, and you have a constitutional right in the federal system to be indicted by a grand jury. Some states, can, can you can proceed by a complaint or information, but the states also can proceed by a grand jury, which is made up of more than 12 jurors. Usually it's 15 to 21 regular citizens. They meet and they are asked whether probable cause exists. Would a reasonable person believe that a crime was committed and that the defendant may have had something to do with it? It's a very low standard of proof. It's not a trial of proof beyond a reasonable doubt, which is the highest form of proof known in the law. No, that's not it. It's no different than if you're charged by a complaint and information and you request a preliminary hearing. Guess what? The basic rules of evidence don't necessarily apply at the preliminary hearing, just like they don't apply at the grand jury. You get to have hearsay evidence come in. You get to ask, well, at the preliminary hearing, the defense is there, the grand jury, they're not, but it doesn't really matter. Probable cause has been found. And in some states, you can actually ask the judge to do a probable cause review where they say, yes, I've read the grand jury transcripts and I too find that there is probable cause. And that's really what the judge has done here. It's creative, but I didn't think it was going to uh, help the defense in any way given way, I think the defense should probably work on explaining how that DNA got underneath the body of the victim on the K-bar sheaths button. That's just me. I get it. Sometimes you got to get creative when you've got nothing. Okay. Just something to think about, ladies and gentlemen. Next on the docket. Yes, yes. That mom, that YouTube mom that was giving out parental advice, pled guilty to child abuse. Remember Ruby Frank? She was the popular YouTube um, personality, celebrity. Well, she pled guilty yesterday to four of the six charges against her in connection with a child abuse case. Now, Frank pled guilty to four counts of aggravated child abuse, and they're all felonies. Now, Frank's business partner and mental health counselor, Jody Hildebrandt, also still faces six counts of aggravated child abuse but both women were arrested on August 30th after Frank's 12-year-old son, who had been staying at Hildebrandt's house, climbed out a window, ran to a neighbor's home, and told a neighbor that he was being abused. Now, Hildebrandt has not yet entered a plea to any of the charges, and Frank is now scheduled to be sentenced on February 20th, and she will remain in custody until that date. Because guess why? she's gonna go to prison. She has agreed to serve a prison sentence as part of her plea bargain, and she faces anywhere between one to 15 years in prison. And as part of her plea agreement, guess what? That's right, the first one in always gets the best deal. Ms. Frank has agreed to testify against Miss Hildebrandt. Now, Frank and Hildebrandt were business partners in Connections, spelled C-O-N-N-E-X-I-O-N-S. Not exactly the common spelling, Anyway, that was a, uh, an organization that uh, promised to encourage healing and facilitate personal growth through impeccable honesty, rigorous personal responsibility, and vulnerable humility, according to their website. Now, Hildebrandt is listed as the founder, while Frank is listed as a certified mental fitness trainer. Frank also operated the Eight Passengers, a now defunct YouTube channel that offered parenting advice. Now, Kevin Frank, the husband, filed for a divorce last month, and he had been separated from his wife for about a year and claims he had no knowledge of the alleged abuse against the children. Now, Ruby Frank amassed a pretty big following, which included over a million followers on social media, as she documented her life's family in the suburb of Utah. Now, her public downfall began back in 2020, And uh, skeptics of Frank and her husband, Kevin Frank's eight passengers page, well, they began to grow a little worried about the uh, family's strict household uh, discipline actions. Frank initially slammed her critics and remained steadfast about her and her husband's stern parenting style as they shared videos explaining how she'd taken away, for example, her kid's bed as punishment or withheld meals as a teaching lesson. Well, ultimately, she gave in to public pressure and stopped posting videos that's when she joined this connections parenting advice podcast with the local therapist Jody Hildebrandt the two women even got even more backlash based upon some divisive thoughts on parents religion sexuality race and other political issues and when Frank and Hildebrandt were arrested in August and charged with the felony child abuse Many viewers thought that, well, it was uh, a long time coming. Well, things didn't exactly go the way Jonathan Majors had hoped they would in court. He was convicted Monday on assaulting his former girlfriend after a two-week trial. The jury found Majors guilty of assault and harassment. He was also acquitted of several different assault charges and not guilty of aggravated harassment. As we discussed over the last couple weeks, the charges stemmed from a dispute between Majors and his girlfriend, Gracie Jabari, that began in the backseat of a chauffeured car and spilled into the streets of Manhattan on a night back in March of this year. Anyway, Jabari accused Major of attacks inside the vehicle that left her in excruciating pain. She said uh, he struck her in the head with an open hand, twisted her arm behind her back, and squeezed her middle finger until it was fractured. Major's lawyer said that she was the aggressor, alleged that she flew into this jealous rage after a text from another woman. And they said that Jabari had uh, spread a fantasy to take down the actor who was only trying to regain his phone and to get away safely. Obviously, the jury believed some of what the complaining witness slash victim had to say and didn't believe all of it. Well, like all things, ladies and gentlemen, it's about the money, right? I bet we're going to see a civil suit really quick against Mr. Majors. And it also dealt a major blow to his acting career. And um, although Mr. Majors, who apparently is quite a good actor, he attended the Yale School of Drama, has lost several endorsement deals as a result of the allegations just being there. Well, following the verdict, guess what? A Marvel spokesperson, obviously Mr. Majors had appeared in a couple of Marvel movies. Well, they said they are no longer going to work with the actor. Well, because he's been convicted of being a woman beater. They held out to the end and let the jury decide. The jury of his peers decided Mr. Majors committed a crime and guess what, now they don't have to work with him. Probably don't have to pay him if there's some contracts there because of some morality clauses as well. Mr. Majors could face up to one year in jail uh, when he is sentenced in February. Next on the docket, one person identified, two missing. That's right, the body parts found in an Encino, California dumpster have been confirmed as the remains of Sam Haskell's missing wife. We brought you this story a couple weeks ago, but the uh, County of Los Angeles' medical examiner identified the headless torso discovered last month in a dumpster near Haskell's office in Encino, which is northwest of LA, to belong to the uh, wife, May Haskell. Now, Haskell is the son of a Hollywood super agent and has been charged with the triple murder of May and her parents, mother Yanking Wang and father Gashan Li, who are both still missing. Now, at initial court appearance on December 8th, the arraignment was continued until January 12th at the request of Mr. Haskell's new attorney so that they can uh, basically get hired and get up to speed and they need a little more time to familiarize themselves with the case. Now, the prosecutor objected to the continuance, telling the court, we're opposed to putting this over for another six weeks. Well, he's in custody and he's not going anywhere, so the judge granted it. Anyway, Mr. Haskell was remanded without bail, back to the jail, and ultimately he could face the death penalty if convicted. Now, prosecutors allege that on the day following the murders, Mr. Haskell hired four-day laborers to remove some trash bags from his home. One worker claims that he was paid $500 to remove three large trash bags, alleging that Haskell said they were filled with rocks before later pretending that the body parts were Halloween props. The laborer stated that when they picked up the bags, uh, we could tell they weren't rocks, uh, noting that the bags were soft and felt a little soggy. So the uh, laborer and his uh, co-workers did what most people do, peeked inside the bags, and guess what they saw? Body parts. Not good, right? Well, the men returned the bags to Mr. Haskell and the money that he had paid them, telling them they did not want to be involved in any way whatsoever. The workers went straight to law enforcement and informed the California Highway Patrol and the police uh, later that day as to what they saw. Well, later in that day as well, Mr. Haskell was uh, observed and photographed a short distance from his home, well, disposing of a very large trash bag into a dumpster. Yep, just happened to be his wife, who they identified, apparently headless. Anyway, Mr. Haskell, as I noted, is the son of Samuel Haskell III, a former executive vice president worldwide head of television for the talent agency William Morris Endeavor. His clients have included Dolly Parton, George Clooney, Kathy Lee Gifford, Whitby Goldberg, and King Charles brother Prince Edwards. He quit in 2004 and went on to found Magnolia Hill Productions. Now the appearance of uh, Mr. Haskell uh, had moved into their home in Tarzana, California, which is about 25 miles north of L.A., to help look after the th- kid's three young children, ages 6, 8, and 12. Tragedy all around there. Obviously, we'll give Mr. Haskell that presumption of innocence, but chopping up your wife, allegedly, and the parents are gone? wonder what happened to them. Hmm. Anyway, hey, the holiday season is coming up. What do holiday seasons mean? Well, it means Christmas parties. What does that mean? People driving home drunk. Now, there's no indication that this guy that we're going to talk about was driving home drunk from a Christmas party, but I'm just giving you some good, good lawyer advice. If you drink, if you have more than one drink, don't drive. Eight hours from bottle to throttle. Good rule of thumb, ladies and gentlemen, don't drink and drive. Now, if you do get caught, well, we're not even going to go there. That's, that's That's a topic for a different show. Anyway, a man driving in Dallas allegedly struck a pedestrian. I think it's pretty clear he struck something, including a pedestrian, who apparently flew through the windshield and uh, landed in his front passenger seat. Now, obviously, this man is not an elected politician like in the state of South Dakota and could have just called his assistant to take care of this. No, what did he do? Instead of stopping, he continued to drive with his uh, new passenger next to him for the next 40 miles. So ultimately the police were called to a jack in the box about 11 p.m. on Saturday evening. The caller said that there was a gray Kia Forte that had some extensive front end damage and hood damage along with a shattered windshield. There also appeared to be a man slumped over the steering wheel. Well, guess what? When the officers arrived, the caller forgot to tell them that there was also a dead person in the passenger seat. Well, the officer, identified the driver, got him out of the car, and his name was Nestor Coel Luan Flores. Well, he was apparently was confused and claimed that he thought that he hit an animal. Ah, the old animal defense. Well, needless to say, the cops called the paramedics and they responded and pronounced the new passenger as dead. Police arrested Mr. Luan Flores on the charge of intoxication and manslaughter. Turns out the car had been parked at the restaurant for two to three hours before someone actually called 911. Makes you wonder, wasn't that late? Wasn't that late, ladies and gentlemen? Is it maybe there's just not that much business at that particular uh, fast food joint? Or uh, did people say, I don't want to get involved? I'm not, not me. I'm not getting involved. Well, police were actually uncertain where the uh, crash may have uh, taken place. But don't worry. Some Dallas County Sheriff's officers discovered a crash scene where, guess what? They found some human remains. So we're not talking like, oh, they found a shoe. They found human remains. That they determined belonged to the victim. It was the new passenger parked in the parking lot that had traveled some 40 miles. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. And obviously, uh, Mr. Lujan never called the police and the police have not identified the victim. Now, Mr. Lujan Flores obviously is given the presumption of innocence, but just of note, he does have a previous conviction in 2021 for driving intoxicated. He remains in jail. I guess those classes that he took in 2021 for DUI, well, apparently they didn't, uh, didn't, didn't get the point. Well, he's a high rep learner, I guess. Oh, but guess what? In this particular case, he may have killed somebody. He's going to prison, just telling you. All right, let's talk about a statement against penal interest and how it kind of makes sense in Tupac, right? The Tupac murder, make sure I got that pronounced correctly. Well, Dwayne Keefe D. Davis, the man charged with the 1996 murder of Tupac Shakur, is seeking release uh, pending a trial. He apparently, through his attorneys, has citing some health issues and a, well, lack of concrete evidence connecting him to Mr. Tupac Shakur's death. Now, the attorney uh, for Mr. Davis filed a motion requesting that their client be released on his own recognizance under the condition that he'll be under electronic monitoring via ankle monitoring bracelet. Now, the uh, suspect's legal team also claims that Davis is not a threat to the community nor a flight risk and have asked that he receive bail not to exceed $100,000 according to the motion. Well, they also say the prosecutors haven't introduced any independent evidence connecting Dwayne Davis to the shooting and merely used statements from Davis himself in his book, Compton Street Legend as well as various other interviews. Davis's lawyers claim that their clients' uh, claims in his book and interviews were for entertainment purposes and that no evidence against him is based upon an astounding amount of hearsay. They also argued that the book and the interviews conducted uh, for Davis's financial benefit and due to him believing he had immunity. Mr. Davis has pled not guilty to one count of murder and a deadly weapon. The attorneys did note the truthfulness of the content of the interviews was never verified according to his attorneys. So what does this really come down to, ladies and gentlemen? So as we've talked about here, anything that a defendant says, if he's the subject in that lawsuit, comes in as an admission by a party opponent. It's non-hearsay. Now, normally when a statement against penal interest comes in, that is when somebody else says something, but it can come in if usually there's some sort of corroboration, but say, for example, I was accused of a crime, say homicide, and somebody else said, oh, Scott didn't do that, I'm the one that did it. Well, that's a statement against penal interest. Why? People don't go around making those types of statements because it could affect their penal interest, i.e. go to prison. You don't make those statements unless they're generally true. And that's why, think about it, ladies and gentlemen, why confessions are so powerful, because why would somebody admit to something knowing that it's going to implicate them? Most people believe if you confess, it must be true. Now, does that mean that people have confessed falsely? Yes, it does. Why do they oftentimes get convicted, even if it's a false confession? Because most people believe you don't confess to something you didn't do. So, Mr. Davis may have some issues trying to explain that I didn't really mean it, and, oh, I thought I had immunity. Well, immunity from what? Murder? I don't know. So, like I said, the statement against penal interest, is it's the term that requires that there be a statement so far tended to subject the person making the statement to criminal liability that a reasonable man in his position would not have made the statement unless he believed it to be true. The statement must be such that the declarer would understand its potential damage right? That's what I'm talking about. It's an exception to the hearsay rule. So if somebody else says, I said, no, I didn't do it. This other person admitted to it. Well, you wouldn't admit to something like that unless you would believe it. It's the same reason, like I said, why we believe people when they confess, because people don't confess to something that's going to send them to prison unless it's more than likely true. Something to think about. Mr. Davis got some work to do there, buddy. I don't care how much money you paid me, I don't think I'd go around admitting to uh, harming people. Just my, just my advice. I don't know, maybe personal decision, I guess. Finally, our dumb criminal of the day. <music> I know, when does it stop, ladies and gentlemen? But please meet Daniel Palomino. Guess what it involves, ladies and gentlemen? That's right, food. What was his food of choice here? A piece of chicken covered in spicy sauce. What happened? Well, it got into the victim's eye. So this little confrontation took place about 1:20 in the morning on Sunday at a Wawa. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. W-A-W-A. Apparently it's a convenience store there in Florida. And that's where Daniel Palomino comes in. He was arrested on misdemeanor battery charges. It's alleged that Mr. Palomino became upset because he believed that the chicken from the convenience store was not cooked completely. Isn't that a given? You know, that's like buying five-day-old sushi from a convenience store. You know you're probably not going to get the best quality food there, right? Anyway, when Mr. Palomino confronted the worker that was there, well, guess what? Didn't get the uh, answer that he was looking for. So he responded to the response by throwing the chicken on the victim. That's right. It was still covered in that spicy sauce that got into the victim's eye. Now, thank goodness the Wawa employee did not suffer any bodily harm or serious bodily injury. But needless to say, Mr. Palomino was booked into the county jail, from which he was ultimately released the following morning after posting a $500 bond. You would think if Mr. Palomino could throw his chicken around to get himself arrested and pay a $500 bond the next morning, he'd probably just go somewhere to buy a real chicken sandwich and not a convenience store. Once again, the uh, chicken was not seized as evidence. I hope it was thoroughly documented, though. But the police did seize a baseball bat for Mr. Palomino. Why he had a baseball bat at early morning hours at a convenience store, I'm not really sure. Maybe he was looking for a confrontation Well, there's also some indication that Mr. Palomino was under the influence of some alcohol. And guess what? He has some previous convictions for pain, aggravated assault, theft, possession of paraphernalia, possession of marijuana, and probation violations. So unlike his chicken, Mr. Palomino is a frequent flyer in the criminal justice world. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't make this stuff up. All right. Thanks for watching. I have a commitment that I need to attend to this evening, so we're not going to do a live, so we're heading into the holiday season. Enjoy your Tuesday night with your family. Anyway, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time on Crime Talk, and remember the Constitution matters.